0: Most of you by now know that I work at VIP Mortgage. A lot of you may not know why or how I got there. For us as LOs, we have a lot of options. And for me, VIP Mortgage was the perfect fit and the best place, in my opinion, to work. So if you have any questions about VIP Mortgage as an LO, or if you are a consumer and you're looking for a mortgage... You can reach out to me on social media or you can reach out to anybody else that you may know at VIP Mortgage. And our website is VIPMTGINC.com. So welcome to Real Talk with Ryan Madrid. Thank you, Austin Base, for being here for the second time. Um, so we actually are doing this for a second time because... Not because it was reason. so good. And no, we're doing another it's one. For, for multiple reasons, but I think it's funny to talk about. So Austin was one of the first people that we did, and uh, I wasn't that good at it. That, and not that I am now, but you weren't having your best day either. No. Um, and... Uh, I'm not sure if anybody was really having their best day that day. So, but through this process or the last few months, we haven't released it yet. And then you've kind of made a transition a little bit of your mindset, uh, which kind of worked out because now everything that we kind of talked about before, a lot of that's still obviously relevant, but I think it's important to kind of go to where you're at now and talk a little bit about where, what your mindset is now versus what it was then because it's more really what this show's about anyways. Yeah. And um, so before it was just all history and talking, you know, everything about how you got in the business. And um, so and let's just it, move it, it right into a
1: chance it. meeting in my office and it's kind yeah. of like, a,
0: holy exactly. shit, you're. Well, you're, here's the story. We might well, everybody, everybody might as well know the story. So I went into his office to kind of just talked to him about redoing it. And he's like, ah, oh, dude, I was having, what were you having, like migraines or something that day? Or you were seeing your blurred vision and I hypoglycemic? Like
1: the, <laughs> I don't know. Every once in a while, I'll get like this blurred vision, like you stare
0: at the yeah. sun and, yeah. I'll,
1: and I'll look at my computer screen and I can count on one hand the time it's happened. And afterwards, I don't really have a headache, but people who describe migraines, it's kind right. of what they go through. But you're just kind of off a little bit. Um, There's a doctor listening, and it's something bigger than. <laughs> just let me know, maybe I have. I mean, you were stroke. sweating
0: out, like you had yeah. pit marks. And no, and <laughs> like,
1: and I was just like, not really into it. And then the yeah. room was sauna,
0: right? You know, and the so, longer. So my first question to you is, why didn't you just say something? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's not do this. We were in there for like an hour and forty-five minutes. So you're sweating and like you're pasty, and just uh, I was like, Ugh. yeah. But we did get some good content, but we can, it's been long enough now that we can re, re-talk about some of the things. Maybe but. one
1: day we'll play it on the radio. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: So I don't think we need to spend as much time in the history of, of Austin Bates like we did last time, because I think there's better stuff to talk about. Um, but I do think it's really important to talk about your parents and um, kind of just how you got into it. Um, we don't need to go into high school. He's from Tucson. He went to high school in Tucson, went to U of A, and then graduated. <laughs> I
1: love a podcast on high school, man. I peaked in high school. There
0: you go. You did peak in high school. Uh, we had one year. Oh, no, another thing I was in. There is one thing I want you to talk about, though, the Jason Pierre-Paul story. Is that who it was? No, it was Antonio oh, Pierce. Oh, was Antonio Pierce. That's right. That story, freshman year, <laughs> U of A, walk on. So that's a funny story before we get into everything.
1: Okay, yeah, that, that's, that's a good one. Um, I was done playing football and I, um, visited small schools, was out of my comfort zone in element. Um, fortunately I had a, a high school coach who became graduate assistant at U of A. I was already going to go to U of A, came and watched me run track. Um, I did really good in the track and field finals. We won state in the four by one, got third in the 400. He's like, Hey, why don't you, what are you doing? Uh, you know, next year I'm like, I, I think I'm done. I'm just going to go to U of A. I went to a fraternity party with my brother and, five girls told me I was good looking <laughs> U of a. and I was That's committed, you, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, he's like, why don't you come and throw with us over the summer? If there's a spot, maybe you could walk on. I played quarterback in high school. And so I throw over the summer with them and then U of A gets, they start camp and rookies and veterans rookies and, and newcomers and freshmen show up. Um, and I'm reading in the paper cause I live in Tucson and, and I'm like, well, I guess I didn't make the team. So, um, two days pass, you know, it's a day before camp starts, I get a phone call. They're like, Hey, you know, Austin, we've got a spot. We want you to come down and walk on. You know, welcome to the welcome to the team. So I drive down to U of A as
0: a wide receiver, though, right? Or
1: I, didn't, I, I got there and they said, hey, congratulations! Here's a receiver playbook. <laughs> well, I guess I didn't throw very well, but <laughs> yeah. I'm fast. Yeah. Um, so I get there and uh, I'm there for the last night of the freshman and JC transfers. Um, Reporting the veterans report the next day, so all of they they all got to know each other and meet each other and go through everything, all the scholarship guys and preferred walk-ons and stuff. And so when I get there, um, I, I I go to my room, I get changed and stuff. Like okay, meet down here at like six o'clock for like a team huddle. We're going to kind of go around and and you know get to know everyone. So. First off, I go upstairs and I take a shower and I come down and I'm kind of on Austin time, so I get there like 5:02. Everyone's already seated around in a circle, so I'm late to my first fucking meeting. And <laughs> the graduate assistant coach that I the the, the the graduate assistant coach that I knew looks at me, and is like, "Fuck, where are you?" And I'm like, "I to a shower. Like, I had no direction here. I have no clue what's going on." So I sit down in a circle, you know, and I'm I'm right at right behind right next to a guy Antonio Pierce who went on to play in the NFL. Um, Long career. In yeah, with he's, the a, Giants. he's a NFL broadcaster now for ESPN, I think. Right, or, and he was a
0: what linebacker, defensive. So and. he was
1: a junior college transfer. Everyone in the room was either junior college transfers or true freshmen. The true freshman guys were all the scholarship guys, um, the JC transfers. And you look around the room, and you've got you know four star athletes. A lot. Of, I mean, U of A was had been good prior to that, so they had a yeah. good recruiting class come in there. Um, <laughs> But Antonio Pierce was just two or three years older than everyone. <laughs> right. He just, he looked so much. He was a more man. To, yeah, he was a man. We were kids. Yeah. I was a little boy. They, <laughs> they were, they were kids and he was a man. He had, you know, just he just had a pissed off look on his face. And, um, you know, I mean, I was like, Who, who's this guy next to me? And so everyone starts to go around the room and they're all telling their stories of how they got there. And he was like state champion and, you know, won this and did that. And, um, tough upbringing and and i'm like you know shit here i am a you know a white walk-on receiver from the foothills in tucson (laughs) junior year we went 0 and 10 dad's a pilot dad's Um, a pilot i'm I'm trying to find like where my where my toughness will come (laughs) from in this no one knows who i am i deserve to be in the room you know didn't win anything big minus a four by 100 meter relay and track and so (laughs) It continues, and as it goes around, I'm I'm just going over like, what am I going to say? And then and then it gets to Antonio Pierce, and he's next, and he starts talking. He's kind of quiet, very reserved in there. Still looks like he wants to kill someone. Um, he's like, you know, I didn't. I'm, I'm not proud of some of the things that I did in my life. You know, I sold drugs to support my family. He's like, I I did whatever it took. He had, had a, a kid or two kids at the time. Um, you know, and he starts tearing up. You know, and here is literally the toughest guy in the room. Yeah is starting to tear up and choke about how he got to where he's at because he worked so hard to get there. There were so many obstacles obstacles in his way. And the more he talked, the more I'm like, God, shut up. (laughs) I was so uncomfortable. I'm like, what in the hell am I ever going to say after this guy speaks to sound like I belong in this room? And I literally, I think by the time it got to me, I blacked out for like 45 (laughs) seconds, tried to say something tough about the foothills in Tucson and no one really respected me or <laughs> right. maybe winning a relay race or something like the that. Worst,
0: the worst spot ever in the in the circle. I
1: picked the worst spot in the circle, and rightfully so, because I was late, so I probably deserved it. But right. I still will always remember it's the most uncomfortable I've ever felt probably in my entire life, and it was my – Welcome to, to college, kid. Right. Like, you are, you're not worth shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you peaked. Everyone around you. So that's why I said I peaked in high school because, you know, high school was so did he So
0: did he, he went on to play one year and then he was drafted or did he played two? Uh,
1: I believe he played two Um, and then he was drafted. He wasn't, he's either drafted late or he wasn't drafted. Oh, but wow. the interesting part about him is that, you know, I mean, one of the better players to ever come through U of A and now he's a coach at ASU. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. But he would um, – when you would see him afterwards like on Monday Night Football when everyone would introduce themselves and who they are and where they're from, he would always see Antonio and either claim his high school or his junior college because in his thoughts, from what was told to me – I don't know I'm speaking for him um, – U of A's defense was focused on the middle linebacker who became Lance Briggs, and he he played the outside linebacker. Mm -hmm. So the defense was focused on the middle linebacker. Everything went to Lance. Lance got all the stats. Lance got all Pac-10. Lance got drafted. Mm -hmm. Lance was a pro bowler. Um, He was moved outside linebacker. And so, granted, he got two huge contracts in the NFL, um,
0: but still, he was... Well, you know, Charles Suggs doesn't claim... ASU either, which is crazy. He he like says like Hamilton High or wherever he went to high school. Yeah, it's super weird. But yeah, he was the
1: toughest guy I'd ever seen, right next to me, with the toughest upbringing story I'd ever heard, (laughs) and made me just look like the piece of shit.
0: (laughs) Just a a white boy from Catalina Foothills. Yeah. All right, so um, that's my the funny story that I really wanted you to tell, and then we'll just move into a little bit about Austin's career. He had a huge year last year. He's been in the business for a long time. Got in the business from his mother, um, who was working at Nova Home Loans. I'm just going to do a little bit of bio for you so you don't have to keep going too deep into it. Um, uh, Dad was a pilot in the Air Force. Air Force, yeah. Yep. And then airlines. And then airlines and uh, retired now. Mm-hmm. Um. So talk a little bit about your mom's uh, influence on you with uh, the mortgage business and kind of how you, you got into that. Yeah. And, um,
1: you know, quick background on stuff. In college, I, I tell a lot of stories that so don't put me in the best light, but <laughs> in, in college, I, I got into the, the business. One, is he close enough to the mic over there? Yeah. Okay, cool. I got into the business school, I think, because I was playing football. So, you know, I mm-hmm. I had like a 3.0 3.1 GPA and then, like, you know, a lot of athletes go through the application process with business school, but my brother was in it. So I'm like, I'll just follow that path. It seems easier. And he was a finance major. So I'm like, I'll go finance because either people in my fraternity or my brother can tell me the classes to take. Um, and then I'm in finance and I always liked math. To me, math was always really easy for me, but I had this accounting class in college that was like, it was the worst experience of like my, my, like two worst experiences, Antonio Pearson, this one. Um, (laughs) and this teacher, you know, basically, you know, it was, it was a tougher teacher to understand. Um, but he had a certain way to do things. And even if I got the same net result, the way that I got there might not have been appeasing uh-huh. to him. And so I was out bitching about the class, um, in front of it, like three weeks into the business school. And I see my buddy from high school, uh, buddy of mine, Aaron Laprise, And, um, I'm like, God, I hate this accounting class, man. He's like, dude, you should move over to marketing. He's like, it's 80% women and it's still in the business school and you don't have to take accounting. I'm like done. So I go two years in marketing. And to be honest with you, like I wouldn't change any part about that because marketing was like the greatest two years i could have ever taken everything you learn about doing prepares you more for life than probably anything i would have done finance related right um but with marketing you know you have to get in usually you get into sales you know i didn't want yeah. i was going to sell wine at gallo or you know like pharmaceuticals a, that's like
0: a like it's like enterprise gallo yeah or, everything that everyone
1: was doing I'm like, right. i don't want to do any of that so right. my mom's in the mortgage business and at the time it was 2003 when i was graduating and she's like, well, you should get into this. You know, you could position yourself. There's a lot of flexibility. It could be very lucrative. Um, so I jump on for a year with her in Tucson at Nova, um, but I didn't want to stay in Tucson. So um, working under her, and essentially because she would just work from home. And I wanted to be, you know, starting a career in yeah. the office. So I get all dressed up and go in the office, and then I'd sit there for, four hours, because she'd be at home. She's like, you can go in the office all you want. She's like, I'm not there. All the work I'm doing is at the home. Right. Were That's, you working for her? I was working for, for her. her, yeah. I was her assistant. Okay. Um, but I'd go in there, you know, print guidelines, create folders, get myself all prepared, like I'm going to start school. And I'd just kind of go through that stuff. But I was just kind of in her office, just like reading shit, you know, printing everything that I could, trying to learn it. And then I'd go home at like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And then she'd be doing all of her other work, you know, but um, a lot of her influence was, You know, with the way that she ran her business, like she didn't, she just didn't, not that she didn't trust anyone, but she held everyone to a high accountability. So in her mind, you know, she didn't trust computers. That's one thing she didn't trust. She didn't trust computers. So she would always do everything by hand. And she's like, if the computer's wrong, I need to be able to explain it. So she would fill everything out by hand. And I kind of got into a a habit of doing that. And to me, it was kind of fun because again, I liked math. So it's like, okay, does this add up or does it not? can, Can you understand how you got to this point by doing this? Um, but in the other sense, like her accountability side of it was, she wouldn't sit around and wait to get the result that she needed. She would bug the crap out of everyone until she got it. Or she didn't agree with something, she would drive down and go into someone's office and say, "No, you're wrong." Uh-huh. Um, she's the kind of person who, when she would call and talk to you, you know, "Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send over the, I'll fax that over to you." She's like, "Okay, cool. I got a fax machine right here, so I'll wait for you while you go and do that." You know, right. oh, you're going to be 30 minutes. OK, what's your direct extension if I don't have it in 30 minutes? Because uh-huh. I'm going to call you. It's it's because people relied on her. So she held everyone accountable right. for what she needed to do. And I didn't really realize it at the time. But, you know, some of those things that you just arbitrarily will come across or hear her do kind of shape fast forward 15 years. Some of the habits that you have that make you successful, you, you go back and you. And you, you, you say that that's because of, of how she would do things, you know, but at the time I had no idea because I was yeah. only down there for a year. And then, you know, sh- through a relationship of her, she was able to get me a connection with a job at a mortgage bank up here, uh, in Phoenix for a couple of years, you know, during the boom, you know, when everyone else is answering the phone and making a ton of money, I was doing, you know, a banking job, you know, eight to five, but really seven 45 to five. So you were like, we're going to retail bank. It was a, it was a mortgage bank called shelter mortgage. So oh. a subsidiary of guarantee bank. Um, So they had like kind of a banking clientele, but not like a walk-in retail bank. Gotcha. But they would service and everything. Yeah. Um. But you know, there. Why didn't
0: you just go to Nova in Phoenix? I actually not here yet. I actually
1: interviewed for Nova up here, and they weren't expanding or hiring at the time. Okay. So because of that, I took this opportunity, the first one I can get at Shelter. But I met with. my on it was rachel lang's mom yeah. at the time and uh i remember you know she's like i i, I, I know your mom really well and said like, but i'm not looking to expand right now and it's funny because it was a uh, you know late 2003 right before you know everything started blowing up But uh, right. you know but again forks in the road you know yeah. but that would have who knows where my life would have been if that would have gone that way um so I took this job at Shelter Mortgage, and you know they had me become a notary like right out of the gate. You know I was processing my own loans, I was signing clients for the bank. You know I remember I got my first set of closing paperwork within like two weeks of being there, and I have to go sign a client at eight o'clock at night at their house, and I pull over to an Albertsons parking lot and I call my mom, and I'm going through a set of closing documents that's you know ninety pages deep, and I'm like, what's this? What's that? What's this? What's that? What if they ask me about this? What if they ask me about that? What's this? Yeah. What's that? Um, you know, to this day, I think. Ninety-nine percent of the loan officers have never gone through a whole set of closing documents or signed a client.
0: Do you think so you could do that still? Yeah, you could. Yeah, every I page.
1: I, I did enough of them. Yeah, it's. I mean, literally, I was so concerned I didn't know what I was talking about mm-hmm. that I went through almost all of them, yeah. and I would do it over and over again. Yeah, because I was just concerned that I would uh, feel, right, right. So you know, in, in, incompetent. You know, and it got me into a habit too, kind of. Of it was interesting. I would go there, and I was so worried they'd ask me a question about not my loan, someone else's loan that I didn't know the answer to. So I'd walk in everyone's house i'd find something on the wall that i could relate to and i'd be like oh hey u of a or football or, or right. i don't know whatever it was i'd shift the conversation right away and be like cool we're friends now we're personal so if you have any questions i don't know the answer to i'll still get you tomorrow and they were okay with that you know yeah. and i think that that really worked for me moving forward in my career um because one i obsessed about making sure i knew the answers to something or i had someone available to me to get it or i bugged the shit out of someone until i found it yeah because i was accountable to someone else but two you know, I kind of looked for a way to create a connection with people early
0: on. And I did it because was I was... that just an innate thing that you just thought about doing? It just helped me get out of uncomfortable situations. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So you just were nervous and trying to figure out how to... Just how to. And what's interesting is that, deal, yeah. you
1: know, when I moved forward in that job, um, mm-hmm. I hated the fact that I had to be in that environment for a certain amount of time. You know, lunch mm-hmm. from 12, 1145 to 1230, you know. And so if I had to be there all day, every day, I was just getting a little restless. So everyone I talked to... I'm like, oh, hey, I'll, I'll come drive to your office and pick up your pay stubs. Yeah. Well, you can print them. No, no, cool. I'll, I'll drive and get them. Said, get me out of the office. Right. I'll drive to your house. I'll drive to your office. I'll drive to lunch. I'll drive you to the airport, you know, whatever it took to get me out. And then it got me comfortable in other people's environments. Um, you know, when I left that job, I ended up, you know, sign up with a company in Tucson and brokering out of my condo for two or three years. And I was only able to get through that because I drove to everyone because I was used to doing it. Mm-hmm um it was just kind of
0: part of what i did how were you getting deals at that point because if the, the other bank they were coming to you right
1: they were in a sense but i would also started relationships when i was there okay. um you know i was able to get on a condo conversion site you know so i gave my i put myself in position for opportunities yeah you know and then i always just put my head down and worked really yeah. hard you know whatever and it was able to kind of continue to get referred. how old were you at this point i was 25, 25. let's see I, I left the bank 20 26, 26 27 28 okay you know
0: that's yeah. good. That's I mean, you're old enough. People are buying houses and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's, it's tough so for kids, tough for some. I don't want to say kids, but you know, people in their early twenties to try to get in this business and and because it's like, first of all, you need to find people that are going to trust you. Yeah, to do their loans, and they don't. You know, it's tough to say that a you know somebody is twenty two years old, right? And knows what they're doing. So with give me three hundred thousand dollars. Right, <clears throat> but also you don't really have any friends yet that are buying houses. You don't really have a network and a relationship of people that you. Well, can Well, then really by do that, that time.
1: Everyone you put into a house, the house value is down 5% two months later. You know, I mean, we're getting into the downturn now, you know, so at the banking job, it was the upturn with the brokering, it was the downturn. So there's no repeat business because no one you did a transaction for could do anything because they're underwater in most situations. So you're kind of chasing new business every time. Um, But, you know, my biggest issue was, you know, I didn't love the business. I probably spent the first 10 years trying to get out of it. Yeah. Um, I hated the perception of the business because, you know, we were the scumbag from the big short who's doing loans for strippers. That was a, that was the perception of mortgage originating. We set the economy back a decade, you know? And so here I am, I'm like, well, wait a second. I'm better than that. You know, I'm college educated, you know, played sports in college. Like I'm, I'm good at this. I work hard, but I didn't want anyone to know what I did. So I spent eight or nine years, 10 years. Mm-hmm. doing my job but
0: really just embarrassed a little
1: bit about what yeah you referred, i went me. to an information session at asu to try to maybe take an MBA and something yeah. and then i got anxiety being back in the classroom i um, think this is
0: actually a good point to talk about a little bit right now because even like the one, one of the vision statements here is to change the whatever they change the perception of the mortgage business for, you know from just for the just the community in general right because of what happened there people are still going they don't they every like right now where there's a shortage of homes when's the bubble going to happen everybody's freaking out but the we don't really know what's going to happen right? right we don't know what's going to happen with after the pandemic like completely kind of goes away and what the fallout's going to be but it's not because of mortgages right because it's really hard to get a mortgage yeah nowadays. we violate people now. yeah right so so Going back to, like, the, the image, right, and, and, like, what you're what, – because, I mean, people still feel that way somewhat, you know. You still thats a bit of a – It's a little bit of a – yeah. It's not like you're saying you're a neurosurgeon, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right? That feels good every day, I'm sure. Yeah. But you're like, yeah, I do mortgages, and people are like, oh, man, you're killing it right now. But it's like – yeah, I mean, I, I totally get it in the restoring the reputation. I know Jay and Keith were huge about that, and Stu. and I mean, Stu just doesn't even like the word – loan officer like he's like we're mortgage bankers we're mortgage consultants right um just because of the connotation negative connotation i don't from, think
1: that there's a term you can give to it that that you know still makes me feel comfortable right. about it. it and i it think it's because you know kind of like Stu too like that happened during a very impressionable time in my life so from like 22 23 to 30 you know i shied away from who i really was and what i was doing and i was waiting for an opportunity to do something else as the industry that I'm in continue to get worse and worse and worse, And you know, oh, by the way, the perception of what I did was just terrible, yeah. you know?
0: So. But but now, knowing how hard you work every day, I mean, you've gotta have a different perception of, of, of what you do. And, and the truth is though, it is, it is, so I left the world of everybody that people thought was the greatest job on earth, right? It was the medical device right. sales guy, right? I did that world, and everybody thought I had the greatest job. And all I did was look at my friends that worked in the mortgage business and be like, "Dude, why are these guys making so much money? Like, or why am I traveling every week and they're not, right?" Um, So they they're able to have the autonomy, make a lot of money, but they're also providing, especially in your deal, man. I mean, like he, so Austin's really big in the new home sales market. I mean, he's like one of the guys that works. It's probably you know you and like two other people really that are like the two big or the three big people that do new home sales for all the communities. But um, you know you're going through and you're like you're finding a lot of new you know first time home buyers, a lot of people that you know they're doing everything they can to get that first home. It's not like they have like three hundred grand to throw down, right? They're yeah. they're scraping. They're like, all right, we really want a new house. Those, I think that and correct me if I'm wrong but that's got to validate some of the some of the feelings right so. yeah it, it does I
1: mean it's it it took um you know I mean my career really turned you know I'll always go back I did a it's like 2013 I think um I did a uh like a training session this guy John Fultz he used to be the president of early executives for like 20 years a very uh, like an iconic Where? Re- oh a realty, realty executive yeah like an iconic real estate person yeah, in the yeah. valley and he does a thing where he gets, you know, like ten real estate agents and, and a couple lenders, and he puts on this 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 kind of coaching session, if you will. Um, and you're coming out of the downturn. Yeah, I, I forget if it was twelve or thirteen or fourteen when it was. Or twelve or thirteen, I think. Um, you're coming out of the downturn, and uh, you know everyone in that room was impacted. These agents were some of the highest in agents, and they'd been through bankruptcy, divorce, lost everything. Yeah, and you stand up, and you're and you're you're kind of given a a background on who you are and how you're there, you know, and, and, and by this time i I've been doing it long enough that, that, that things have been going, you know, okay, they're getting better. I'm taking it more serious. I still wasn't really taking it too serious at the time. Um, but they're all, everyone's getting emotional when they stand up. And so it comes down to me and I stand up and, and, and I give that, that perception of the industry. Don't tell people what I do kind of thing and background, you know, and John, looks at me and so he starts asking me these questions He's like well let me ask you a question he's like if someone if you uh if your family member or a friend of yours called and they said i need help with a mortgage would you want would you refer them to someone else or would you work on it yourself i'm like i work on it myself he goes well why I'm like because no one would work harder on it he's like do you think you do a good job i'm like yeah i do a really good job on it and he's like so you want to change you want to change the perception of your industry without telling anyone what you do but you don't want anyone else to work on something because you know, you do a really good job on it. And he goes to me and he's like, and he's like, and I know you do a really good job on it. And it was like kind of what I needed when I needed. it. Like I, mm-hmm. I could feel him. Here's this iconic figure telling me that, Hey, you're really good at this. I know you're really good at this. And if you've got a gift for doing this, you have to tell people what you do because more people need to experience the treatment that, or the, the, how hard you're going to work on this. Yeah. You know the people around you don't work that hard. You know how you could separate yourself. And it was one of those things where it's what I needed when I needed it. And at that time, you know, I would separate work and personal kind of like to me, they were they don't know what I do. Right. You know, could be kind of an enigma, if you will.
0: That was probably good though. It was, yeah. <laughs> <But> then, <laughs> um, he, yeah. He was running, running around heavy in Old Town. <laughs> <heavy>. Not married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 12 we'd been
1: dating for six years oh okay
0: oh okay sorry about that never mind sorry Lindsay. (laughs) um
1: but uh you know so then i started to to kind of believe in that i'm like i guess you're you're right i do do a good job and and you know i will work harder part of the reason people would align with me is because of how hard i would work and they know that like dude, you'll do whatever it takes to get these, these deals done or to yeah. get this thing closed. Or you take this personally. or yeah. I mean, literally, I, would, I picked up a client once from her office to stop by the bank to print out a check to drive and then drove her to the, to the airport because she had a flight that she had to take. But I couldn't get the loan closed without a copy of the check and it wasn't coming out on online banking. And so like little things like... That's me, not
0: normal to everybody. It was just
1: part of you know whatever it would yeah. take. Yeah. I would drive to closings and pick up docs and take them back to the funders so that they'd yeah. get their time and not wait for the courier. Cause I'm like, this has to go, you know, and I think people realize that. Right. Um, and you know, part of the reason that I do like that, that, that new build backup space, if you will, um, kind of where we've grown a bigger, rep- is because our reputation in that space is these guys work really hard to get it done. And for me, I take a lot of pride of my name being associated with hard work because you know, I can't change guidelines. I can't change rates but I could change how hard I work to get something through. Um, and if my name's associated with that, I'll take a lot of pride into it, you know, mainly because, yeah. you know, my name, my branding, it's all revolves around my last name. And, and that's my mom and dad. Yeah. You know, my mom brought me into this business. If my name's associated with hard work, yeah. at the end of the day, there's still that chip on my shoulder that's trying to change the perception of this industry. And if I could do it by my name being associated with the right way to do things, um, then I take a lot of pride in doing that. And, and that's what kind of drives me moving forward now.
0: So where, where were you at before you were at homeowners or were you at, now you at homeowners at this point? So
1: at homeowners, it was at homeowners in 2012. Before okay. that, you know, I brokered. And then, okay. I mean, I literally, Went from I got to the, the point where I said I would go back into banking. It's 2009. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've like, been like, right. I can't keep doing this anymore, failed experiment on starting a brokerage, you know, Mm -hmm. another story for another time, but I literally called my mom and I'm like, you know, Hey, I need you to make some calls for me. Like I need a something solid. Nothing's none of my friends are starting those job, those career, those companies that I figured I would just, something's going to fall in my lap, you know, I lost it, you know, he'd be the great guy to work with you. Um, I'm like, I'm 29 or 30. This isn't changing. Yeah. You know, I got I to gotta keep doing this, but I'll go back into banking. And I got introduced to a guy, Tim Jordan. He's over at Homeowners now. Um, you know, sat down, met with him, fatherly like figure, like super cool guy, reminded me so much of my dad. And at the time, he was trying to start Paradise Valley National Bank, which was the only bank in queue with the FDIC in the state of Arizona in 2009. But in the meantime, he had a brokerage or a, a mortgage bank or correspondent company called First Advantage Mortgage for a company out of Chicago. So um, I met him, clicked, got along with him. Got myself back into like a an office environment for the first time in like six or seven years. Yeah. But it was me, Tim, um, Heather Sorensen, Eric Murrieta, Manny Lopez, Chris Q. Um,
0: was Joe Connor there yet? Or no? Joe
1: wasn't there yet. We were just first advantage. But it, it's that environment was kind of my, my shift back in towards more yeah. serious. I mean, I've been working on my couch for the last... Everyone talks about like working at home for COVID. I did it for four years when I was, you know, 25, 6, 7, 8. I know what it's like to work out twice without showering, sit on your couch and be sending emails at 11 right. o'clock at night right. and be like, holy shit, what just happened? You know, it's just not healthy. Yeah. You can get into it. I'm so efficient, but well, all those
0: guys are and guys and girls that you named. They're all super successful in the business still, which and is incredible all very, because you know, they've gone good on that,
1: and, that small little office, yeah. you know, we ended up being, Tim made the decision that, you know, probably better to have Arizona ties. And so he'd met Bill Rogers over at homeowners and, and as a branch, Tim basically said, hey, guys, I've decided to make this move. You guys can do whatever you want. We're like, we'll do whatever you say. So me, Tim, Eric, and um, and Heather at the time went over to homeowners. And and interesting enough now, you know, when I left, you know, I was homeowners top producer. Eric runs the corporate office at homeowners right now. Tim runs the Southwest region for corporate, for homeowners right now. And, and Heather's basically taken over Tim's business. So, um, you know, probably the best recruiting play they've, they've ever had. But, but just four great people, you know, uh, and we learned a lot through them. And I remember I'd come to Tim's office. And I'd be like, Hey Tim, I gotta And I always admire, I still tell him I admired his mindset because, you know, he was at a different stage in his career at the time. You know, he worked for banking. He runs a great business. I'm like, I'm trying to figure a way to make this deal work. He's like, I wouldn't do it, man. He's like, I'd move on to the next one. I'm like, I don't have the ability to say no to these things, right. man. Like I don't have your pipeline. I got to figure this thing out. Um, but that was his mindset. And I always admired that about him. But you know, that was a it was a great group. You know, it, it was wow. it was solid. And um, you know, one by one everyone kinda moved over to corporate. So, you know, unfortunately we didn't stay like the four of us in the same office for like a decade. Right. Um, but you know, everyone's
0: gone on to do, you know, really, really great things. You'd probably be you'd probably still be there if, if you did if you guys were you know all what still in th- the same office. Tim said <laughs> Tim made a comment once, which I'll I'll
1: always kinda think about like in the what ifs, like what if paradise valley national bank actually got their charter and we all went over there Mm -hmm. and we're still you know part of a bank that launched on the ground floor um you know that would have been a a cool alternative reality you know i I would imagine me eric and tim would all still be there um but but again in that transition to homeowners i mean i kind of learned a lot about builder business at homeowners because bill had been heavily involved with that. And they'd they'd had a platform for it. And I never really knew a lot about the builder business until, until I got there, you know, and luckily I had some relationships in the space. Um, but I saw the way that they did it and the way that they built it and how they got some of the relationships and stuff.
0: So was the appeal for that because it was less hunting and you, and you're like, okay, it's like, okay, I'm going to have some deals because I think that there is a perception, right? It's like, man, you got the greatest deal ever cuz you know, I work for the builder, but really you're the, you do turn down for most of them and then you do you are the primary for others. But to go like, okay, you got a housing community right now where I mean, that's, that's that that business is insane. Yeah. Right? I mean, they, they can't make enough houses. Yeah. And so it's almost like it's feeding your business, right? Even though you have this outside business as well, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But you're known as the builder guy.
1: Yeah, and it's no one really wants to try to get into that that space. <laughs> I mean, people will come to me and say, "I want to." Get if they this. want
0: to. It's hard. Well, they'll but.
1: say, "I want to get into builder business," but I mean, they don't they don't really understand like the type of builder business that we do. You know, we do backup, turn down, difficult builder transactions As the majority of our builder business. We've been able to get some preferred relationships through that, um, but I never went into it with the idea that. Hey, this will be a steady flow of business. I kind of, you know, <clears throat> happened to to yeah. notice a trend in my business and have a relationship that I could reach out to with that trend um to to help get an appointment with, you know, a really good builder here locally, Meritage Homes. And and I remember sitting down at that appointment and, you know, and, and Bill Rogers came to that and and you know, that's the thing about homeowners. They would they would come with you on that. Bill would be like, hey, you know, and he's going to sit there and embrace Austin yeah. as like one of our best LOs. Yeah. And at the time, like, I felt like I was nothing
0: like that. Was um, Philippe there already? Philippe was
1: there. Yeah. But he wasn't in that, in that, in that
0: room. Okay. Yeah. Did he um, help at all with that? Getting that meeting?
1: You know, I reached out to him about, um, the, the business that I'd gotten from his, from, from Meritage, okay. you know, and, and I'd asked him, you know, Hey, what is this? I've, I've gotten some of these deals that you're, you're, you're. Mortgage company couldn't do, you know, like five or six here in the right. past twelve months. And this, guys... your,
0: this is your old buddy from, from yeah, a, a good friend of mine that have,
1: you know, I'd seen him elevate from, you know, Acacia Capital to um, Meritage VP of, I think, strategic marketing to Western Region President, you know, COO, and now he's CEO, you know. And right. Talk about an incredible right. run for, you know, from talk Axis about Radius a hard worker, and, and, you know, the gym and. Um, but just talk about like yeah. his his run, you know what a, yeah. a hard worker. But um, and I say, like, do you guys have backups to your mortgage company? How does that work? He's like, yeah, we do. Um, you know, every division has their their own backups. He's like, you know, why would you are you do, do you want to try to get into that? I'm like, yeah. I'd love to. I'm like, I have four or five deals. I'm like, I've done your personal loans. You know how I work. He's like, well, let me see if I can get you, you know, get you a meeting. He's like, but I don't, I'm not going to be in it. I'm like, I don't want you there. I'm like, I, I, I wouldn't want you in the room. Um, if you could tell me who to reach out to or or Maybe I could try to set something up. So um, he was able to set up that first meeting and uh, I went into it and um, I remember the other division president, VP of sales or closing manager, you know, sitting across the table from us and we're over here and, you know, I talk about well, you know, trying to sell myself and say I've done that. And before I even said anything, they knew every transaction that I've done, you know, like the survey on it, the closing on it, when docs were out on there, I'm like, holy shit, this is a different type of accountability, you know, uh-huh. like, we went through all of this stuff and, and and we had a really great appointment and Bill's like, you know, Austin's one of our best loan officers. He's very good. He's got the support of the company. Um and so they're like, well, you know, you, you came highly recommended. You know, I appreciate the time. You know, we know the company really well. And so I left there and I'm like, hey, this is cool. I got, you know, I'm gonna start doing builder business. Right. And two, three, four months later, nothing kind of coming through it. Reach out every once in a while, not really her back anything. Didn't want to bug Philippe through it at all. Um and, uh, you know, happened to kind of come into contact with Philippe again. And, and uh, she's like, hey, how's it going? Are you getting any business from him? I'm like, I haven't yet. But I'm like, I'm still reaching out periodically, just ready when we can kind of get something. And, um, you know, like a couple of days later, we got a referral over to us. And it was this pissed off Canadian guy. Um, you know, he was pissed off at Meritage, pissed off at their mortgage company, um, you know, pissed off at the United States of America, okay. you know, just, just everything. And it was, you know, the very hostile client. And, um, yeah, we got it. We talked talked through it with them, you know, figured out the, the only way that it would go and then conveyed it back over to Meritage that, you know, Hey, this is when this is set for, but this is the only way that this is going to go. And this is different than what your expectations are. You know, you tell us how you want to move forward. Um, and they're like, okay, well, if you can get it done, then it has to go by like July 15th instead of June 30th. Um. You know but you know, again the real date it was it was july to june yeah it was
0: really your recollection on this stuff is i know so many so useless numbers
1: so um okay. because i remember he was going he was on short term disability he was going back to full time um like like july 10th or something like that and we needed yeah. his first pay stub um so we closed it and but not only did we close it you know that we turned the client. Like he really liked us, you know, he liked working with, with Stacy and I, and, and, um, we did it. And I think they were kind of like, well, shit, you did it. Here, take this one. Similar kind of situation, you know, really pissed off client and, um, got it, poured into it, figured it out, turned it. Quit banging the table. Sorry. (laughs) Um, we're able to turn it, close it. Client liked us. Um, so we, we, they would tell us, you know, that you know, hey, you're closing these things, and you're you know, you're closing the things that we're giving you. were very difficult, um, but we want to let you know that you're also you getting high responses on the surveys, and um, you know, for us, surveys are very important. And generally, a mortgage is always the lowest scoring on the survey, just because no one likes the mortgage process. And you know, you guys are taking our most difficult clients, and you're getting eights and nines on surveys. And so we just want to tell you that we we notice that, and um, and thank you for that. And, uh, you know, fast forward, maybe two years or so from there, um, I remember I had a birthday celebration and, and Philippe had come over and we didn't, we never really talked much about, about business on that. And uh, maybe it was a year and a half later. And uh, he comes up to me and he goes, you know, hey, I just want to say thank you. And I go, you know, for what? He's like, you know, Joe Elbert's over there at Meritage, who to the hands, he's a, an incredible closing coordinator. He's probably you know, one of my most respected people in the industry, he's so he intimidated the shit out of me when we started. Um, you know, his Joe came up to me and said, Hey, I gotta, you know, I gotta tell you, like I, I hate lenders and backups and stuff (laughs) like that. And last thing I want to do is take on anyone else. Yeah. Um, but you know, these guys have hands down separated themselves and, you know, we, we became their preferred. They'd had multiple and we became their preferred backup, you know, in a short amount of time. And, um, and I liked being rewarded for the hard work and doing a good job. And, and that kind of fed my growth and you know, it's, it's fun to kind of get something and be like, look, you got 45 days to figure it out. If you can't do it, let us know. But if you can do it, you can't fucking be wrong because we've got to report this to these guys and they got to report to wall street. And so, yeah, there's a steady flow that's there, but again, we're asking for the most difficult things that they have, and, you know, if I say yes, that means no one else could say no, and if I say yes, then it has to close, and so I found a, you know, just an environment where the accountability was so high that you, the emotion was kind of stripped from it. It was all just, you know, mortgages and and numbers and qualifying, but then then people, you know, managing people and believing in people, and, um, The longer we've done it, the more we've done, the more transactions we've fixed, the more deals we've restructured or closed, the more we've learned that we can do, the better we've got and the more our reputation has kind of grown in that space. And again, and it's tied to, hey, these guys are, they're not going to bullshit you. If they could do it, you know, they're going to do it. If they say they could do it, um, you know, there's, there's no one better at it than doing it than these guys are. And <laughs> your headphones, falling off. dude. It's pulled forward, more. dude. It's got the jaw. I got to turn this thing around. Um, and that's that's what 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 kind of fuels my growth in that space. Yeah, is because I like the way everyone interacts. Every, the home building industry; those guys work so damn hard. They always work. They work their ass off, and they don't trust anyone. And then once they trust you, they refer based on trust. You know, for them, it's not competition. If You know, if you're under contract with Meritage, then you're not competition to KB, Right. you know, if you're under contract with KB, you're not competition to Meritage. So if someone at Meritage knows someone at KB, they say, hey, call Austin. He's really good at getting deals done. We're not taking business from Meritage.
0: It's basically just a referral. Yeah, Yeah. and so. Yeah, we had, when we had a Frenchie in here, um, he was was saying that he works seven days a week and he has for like the last 20 years. They do. And I'm like, why? That sounds terrible. <laughs> like, well, you know it's it's but you, he, but you him, see those just,
1: guys it's the way that they're wired yeah. you know it's a, it's a competitive drive in them it's why he's a division president because yeah. he works so hard um it's, it's you know the Philippes, the frenchies you know all those guys and you know if i'm going to run alongside those guys i got to keep up and yeah. they got to they got to be able to to count on me because i know that you know wall street's not coming down on me yeah. you know wall street's coming down on them so I got to be able to support them and I got to work my ass off to support them, you know, and I got to make sure that I continue to be in a good position in my life and my career and my mental and physical state so that I can perform at a high level, um, to support these guys. And, and to be honest with you, I found a part of this business that I could be really proud of that, you know, does, you know, fulfills
0: that like that mental, it does. Now when I say,
1: You know, when I introduce it, I'm like I you know, I run a mortgage team is what I'll say. Yeah, you know. And I'm very proud of the team that I that, I, that I've associated with that I run because to me the perception of that team is that, hey, call these guys if you want to get your loan closed. Like Right. These guys you are separate work their yourself
0: wrath. from just like the mortgage business, then your your reputation's more about it's just you now really, like it's just you and your team. And it really like you said, it's it doesn't really you don't need to equate yourself with the business, even though that's fine. It's a great business to be in. I'm sure you've gotten past that too, but now it's more of like just you're doing something that helps people and everybody. And you get a lot of recognition, which doesn't hurt, right? People like you. So you get more deals and you've grown this big business. And
1: we're at that stage too, you know, and, and then Stacy and I will talk about it. I mean, what's the point of being really good at doing something? Um, you know, if, if it all ties to how good you are at doing something, if you're not helping other people also be good at it. Yeah. And that's the thing with our business. The reason that builders think lenders are idiots because a lot of lenders are idiots, you yeah. know, yep. the perception's not just created out of thin air. It's sure. the perception is there because, you know, unfortunately there's still a lot of people that do it bad. So, but a lot goes into doing it well. Yeah, And so, you know, we talked about that transition from player to coach, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's what excites me moving forward now is, is that, okay, we know we do a good job on this. We have to help other people learn how to do a good job on this too. We have to stay accountable to the people that trust us. But again, you know, we have that's, to, we yeah. have to give
0: back. And that's like your next, before we get into, before we get like to that next phase, kind of about what we talked about in, in your office a couple of weeks ago. Um, let's talk about your transition over here and and not necessarily why, but um, the story, I, the story that I wanna talk about is, is you, I'm pretty much gonna tell it for you. Mm-hmm. So, you were looking for, looking to make a move, it was, and it was that point, you guys weren't all together in the same office anymore, you're, you're kinda far away, and you were dealing with some stuff um, that you felt like you might be able to get done easier, maybe, or have more ownership in the actual, in your actual business, right? So you were looking around at some other companies, and obviously you and I were, had, were friends, and from EC70. But well, I think we knew each other before that. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> you were coming, you were talking to us, and you were talking to the other company. I don't think we need to say it, but and and you were and it's an amazing company, right? So you're like leaning there, the leaning back and forth, and you had Stacy, Stacy, and Sarah with you, and and um, you know you had them go talk to the ownership at both places, and. And I think they were leaning more towards us, but you were kinda caught up in the whole like com- competitive thing of like, oh my God, well, because this other place has it's way bigger mm-hmm. and has huge producers, right? So you're like, oh, I don't know, I kinda wanna be part of it and be pushed and yada yada yada. So <clears throat> you weren't sure what you're gonna do and we sat right down there in the in the couches and, and it was me and it was me, you, Jay, Stu, Sarah, Stacy think that's it right yeah Keith. Keith yeah yeah and um you were like super torn up because I mean you started crying hmm? and and you're just like dude I don't know what to do I don't know what to do like and and then that's when we kind of came through the whole the whole situation with your mom, right? So your mom, your mom had already passed and and your dad wasn't like the guy you leaned on for like business information, mm-hmm. right? He's like the guy you lean on for love and right into <laughs> care. But your mom was like the, you know, it's an alpha female that would ran a business and she, she you know, if you, you needed like advice on life stuff, you went to her, yeah. right? And I remember you saying that over there. And, like, I mean, and Jay's, like, over there here crying and stuff. I mean, it was a very emotional moment, though. Yeah. But it was it was a really cool moment, too, because I think at that point we all went, dude, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Like, like, go wherever you want to go. Like, we're here, dude. We love you. You're an amazing person. We don't care if you come here or not. Like, yeah. and it wasn't that we didn't want you. We just wanted to make sure that you did what was right for you because that was, like, you, like, like, Peel the layer of like oh my god this dude's like a true like human being that cares right you were so worried about hurting everybody's feelings like you loved everybody at homeowner's financial these are like your people you knew you were gonna you were crushing tim and you know you'd already kind of committed to go over to the other company you're like what am i gonna do there and i know based upon our conversations before that like kind of what what really kind of threw it over for you was that Sarah and Stacy really felt more comfortable here. And
1: well, I think it was also in the, in the, in, in picking between it, it was that VIP, you know, at the time it Sarah or Stacy and Amy had came over here to, to kind of talk. Cause and I said to you, I'm like, look, that's right. Like, wherever I go, hey. they're going to show me shiny objects and say, yeah. look at this, look at that, look at this, right. you know, and say Austin, where how best.
0: much production had you done that year before? Sixty million, maybe. Okay, and 65? then the year before that, yeah. maybe. I mean, you were growing 50? year over year, yeah. over year over year. Yeah, we. And you, it, once you hit like sixty million, you're, you're pretty much in you know the top five percent of people doing it. You're doing a lot of business. That's a yeah. lot of business. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so you're getting. You could go anywhere you wanted to go, and you can get a lot of money wherever you go. Hmm. Um. So anyway, so Stacey was it Stacey and Amy or Sarah Stacey
1: and Stacey Amy? and Amy? You know, and they they went. And again, you know, ones like you know, come and do you know our operations day and, and meet everyone. I'm like, well, I'm not the one who deals with all the operational problems. They do. So I'm like, so don't take me and show me how great everything is. Take them and let them try to poke holes in it. Holes in it. And they did. And they came back. And and you know, um, I, I'll, I'll always remember this. You know, they, they they went there. They came back. And 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 Amy, you know, was awesome. Amy Hall. She's still over at Homeowners right now. She was part of Homeowners when they started. She was going to come with us. You know, I'm. I'm God, I would love to have her with us still. She was an amazing person. Um, But I'm also kind of glad that she stayed over there too because I think homeowners, you know, deserve someone incredible like her. Um, But she'd gone through a lot of changes in her life at the time. And I remember she went to that first meeting. She comes back and she goes, you know, Austin, I, uh, you know, and she starts crying at my desk. She's like, you know, this is for you. You know, you need this. This is exactly where you need to go in your career. They're set up great for you. You know, she's like, I just, I, and she starts crying. It's like I, I, I can't make another move. I can't have any more change in my life right now. Is um, this
0: is this here, or was this the, it's, other, it's place. the other place? Okay. Is
1: um, it was in my office? Okay. And I'm like, no, one, I mean the other company. Yeah, and, and I'm like 100% okay. understand completely. Yeah. Will you do me a favor? You know, because you're right. You know, we were talking about a bigger company over yeah. there that was, you know, kind of the, the idea of being a part of something bigger at mm-hmm. first is what I felt like I, I needed. Um, and uh, you know, I'm like, well, do me a favor then knowing everything you know about this whole process now and everything you've been through and everything you know about me, will you go to VIP and will you just, you know, let me know, like, can you take all of that? Can this compare, you know, can you, are, yeah. are, they, are they set up to support us or are we, cause the thought was that, you know, VIP is the same as same size as homeowners at the time. And you know, I'm like the issues I was having at homeowners were, you know, maybe a size issue or we thought we were growing too big and I'm like, I don't want to see the same thing. Yeah. Um, but but again, looking back, everything I liked about homeowners is things I like about VIP too. I, I like that it's not too big, if you will, um, you know. And so she's like, "Absolutely, I will." And so she comes over here for you know VIP day or whatever her and Stacy do. And um, I remember I like waiting all afternoon for her to call me, and then she just didn't call me until like seven o'clock at night, I'm like Jesus Christ, you know. And uh, I am answer the phone. She goes, "Holy shit, Austin!" <laughs> I'm like what? She's like, "I didn't want to like him." <laughs> but she's like and after, when she started talking when they went to the other place they came back and they're like they basically said go back and tell Austin how great we are we're great at this we're great at that we're great at this and I remember you know Stacy's been in this business for 20 plus years she's fixed problems everywhere she's gone She's going to blatantly ask, what are you struggling with right now? Mm-hmm. And when she did, they said, you know, we're struggling with the fact that we're so good at everything. She's like, bullshit. You know, it's yeah. the mortgage business. You're all struggling with something,
0: yeah. you
1: know, it's, it's t- this is difficult. It's really difficult. Just tell us what it is. Um, so there was that weird perception of like, okay, everything's like, they put them in one room, brought everyone into them, you know, this giant building. And, and um, you know, there's like, it just didn't seem real. In a sense, you know, but maybe it was just, maybe they're just that great. And they came here and Stacy's like, what are you guys struggling with? And Jay's like, well, this and this and this, but (laughs) he's like, you know, we feel like you guys can make us better in these areas. And we also know what you're struggling with. And we feel like you could make us better in these areas. And oh, by the way, irregardless of Austin, like where do you guys want to go in your lives and careers? You know, we want, if if he doesn't come over here, you know, not that we're trying to take anyone away from Austin, but you know, just to know you're talented people, you know, you could always have a spot over there. So basically, their whole meeting here was... About them, not you. Disregard
0: Austin, yeah. you
1: know? If Go he's ahead. sending you over here, then we're going to to know you guys.
0: Great tactic.
1: How could we... That yeah, I saying. know, it was slammed up.
0: <laughs> but... But it's true, though. You
1: know, it, Jay called me the day before. He's yeah. like, hey, you know, tell me about these people. Like, yeah. on a personal level, who are they? Yeah. So I know who I'm meeting with. And it's not like a, how do I know how to structure them? Like, so I know who I'm talking to, right. and I know what's important to them.
0: And... Well, because... Th- the truth is their their roles are just as much needed as an lo to be Absolutely. honest with you. so like they're almost harder to find yeah somebody that's that talented that's can work behind the scenes um but Work like an underwriter and a processor yeah. and a funder, and, you know, it's done all these they, things they, at a they high level. Yeah. So they're like loan surgeons behind the, you know, and, and they and experienced
1: it during the boom, right. which was like where everything got yeah. put on to people that, in their
0: positions. Right. Yeah. You and know? by the way, we're looking for people like that right now. I mean, we are for, for real, like we're, we Amy Amy need more people, back. but yeah, Amy. no, we're not. I her. know. Sorry. Um, just, But she left and I'm like, she goes through, she's like, I,
1: I feel like they really wanted to know about me. And so at the end of the conversation, I'm like, so if we went to VIP, would you come? She's like, I think I would. And all of a sudden it went from 90, 10 to 50, 50. And, and then once it became 50, 50, it became 60, 40, you know, 70, 30, or or I think I missed 90, 10. (laughs) 80, 20, 40, 60, 20, 80. Yeah. Um, But the shift was that vip was like you know hey we want to we want to go alongside you and take you higher and we want to be there with you when you do it mm-hmm. the other place was like you're gonna you can get higher over here because that's just what people do over here you know and then as this drug out a little bit you know jay's approach was like i know this is really difficult i know it's a tough decision take the time that you need you know and the other approach was like this shouldn't be a difficult decision why aren't you saying yes to us Right. So it comes, it felt like, you know, you can go, you know, bad ninth for the Yankees or bad cleanup for the Marlins and battle the Yankees, you know, <laughs> right, in right. The, the same division. I'm like, well, fuck it, I want to do that. Yeah. But the turning point, you're right, was we sat over here on the couch and at the time when I'm going through that process, you know, it's driving my wife crazy because it was driving me crazy inside. Like I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat. Mm-hmm. Um I couldn't talk to anyone about it because everyone I talked to about it is either in the mortgage business or has a, you know, would have a, a horse in the race. Yeah. Um you know, and so it was just, it was tearing me up inside. And you we and see, I didn't
0: even talk. We didn't talk. We
1: couldn't because, yeah. you know, you were associated with VIP yeah. at the time, you know, and, and we sat there and literally we'd say, you know, where I got really emotional, like, the, I'm like the one person I need to talk to right now is the one person I can't call. Yeah. And, and that's when everyone just started crying. So, um, but that was true. You yeah. know, it was, it was like a, like, man, I'm like, I've holding all this weight and I can't talk to about it. Talk to anyone. Talk to the one person about it that would truly understand the weight. Yeah. Um. And that would 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 talk to me in a sense that would offer me the advice that I need.
0: Yeah. Um. How long ago has she passed before that? It wasn't. She
1: passed in April 2013. It was actually. Okay. uh We got the call eight years ago yesterday.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a freak accident, but we don't need to go deep into that. But
1: yeah, it was a sudden and unexpected. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, you know, and that happened at a time when I'd felt like I just hit momentum in my career. And I yeah. remember after she passed, it derailed me for six or eight months. And I remember telling myself, you know, Hey, you had it, you just got to get it back. You just got to find it again. But you know, you, you get numb in a sense when that happens. And, and, um, you know, you try to find the drive again that you had, and honestly, I think if it if it were, if she would have passed a year earlier, it, it might have derailed me more because at least I was able to find that drive finally after so much time, um, you know. And and I think John did I think John did do his thing before that. Maybe I don't remember if it was before or afterwards because me and John talked a lot about my mom after she passed. Um, but uh, you know, everything happens for a reason at the timing that it does. Yeah. You know, me not getting on with Nova up here in two thousand and three or two thousand and four. Right. Um, you know, John Fultz's meeting with me. And my mom passing when she did. You know the s- stories behind her passing. Um, you know, meeting Tim Jordan, First Advantage Mortgage, and homeowners, and you know, and 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 meeting Philippe and stuff like that, and and just chance meetings. And 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 Frenchie, you know, lived in the same neighborhood as me. Right. Um, you know, and and luckily, I had had a relationship with Philippe in Meritage, a place that he'd come from. You know, and 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 forming a relationship with Frenchie, you know, has is, is been something where, you know, being able to establish a relationship with someone of his magnitude and and you know, be able to support you know his company and his in his in his business, um, but to have this kind of respect, this mutual respect for each other, you know he's helped put me in a position that's given me the ability to be the best version of myself. Yeah. You know, and it's something that I'll always be really grateful to him for too. Um, you know, and, and so it, it's, 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 all these force in the road. It's, right. it's crazy.
0: So you came here and you had just done 65 and I remember, so his office or your office has glass, the whole front is glass and mm-hmm. you had written, you wrote down a hundred million on the window and we're like, <laughs> oh great we brought him over here now he's going to do what he wants to do and it wasn't like it was the refi in, but um you had obviously you'd grown and kept growing and, and you kept bringing more people on and then let's just fast forward to you know covid or not even before that you know rates are dropping and yeah. you're, now you're just cranking and you're doing what did you end up doing last year? One sixty or something like that? No, about one hundred ninety. One ninety. 190. One ninety-eight. One ninety-eight. Yeah. All right. So you blew past that one hundred, um, but you were working so much. Like, dude, you worked. You're working seven days a week, pretty much. Yeah. Um, the joke's always been right that I mean, you're 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 always on your phone. You always take calls, which just makes you a good. It makes you good at what you do. But you come here. During COVID, and you're like one of the only people here, because pretty much the office shut down for like
1: six months. I was the only one on the yeah. entire side of the
0: office, right? But you, you you talked about like routines before, right? So you you get here or you go somewhere and you work out at you know four thirty in the morning, whatever, and then you know you come to work, and you could come here at seven o'clock at night, you still be here, mm-hmm. right? And Lindsey just. Affected your life somewhat. She's like, "Where the hell are you gonna ever gonna come home?" And I remember, so you say to me, you're like, "You know how much money I'm making right now?" And she's like, "I don't care how much money we have in the savings account. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like you've been saying this for years. Like, who cares?" Like, yeah, so I, well,
1: I told Lindsay, I'm like, "Well, I didn't say you know how much money we're making right now. <laughs> what I said was, I'm like, this is just an ex- bear with me. It's an extraordinary time that we're never gonna see again." Yeah, I- and she's like. And I'll always remember she's like, you've been saying that for the last three years. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, you're right. Right. You know, because we have, we've been continuing to grow and grow. And you got and grow. younger kids too. Yeah. You know, kids like... are four and six right now, at the time they were one and three right. and zero and two. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, You've been saying that for the last, you know, three years. You know, when when are you gonna stop saying that? it's always some reason for it, you know? Right. We had a three year goal when last year started. We had a, a vision. I had a three year goal, and like well, we want to do hundred and fifty million in production it in September, you know, no one was expecting the extraordinary amount of work that came with last year. Yeah. Um, but last year was a time when it would no matter what you did, your every single day is going to feel incomplete because you're never going to keep up with the the volume of what's what's coming through. Yeah. And you can't you can't disregard those relationships that that move you forward. The builders. Yeah, you know, I was a turndown lender in a pandemic for right. for months, you know. Um everyone thinks the sky is falling so our phones ring in more than ever and then rates plummet and then every past client that we've had would reach out to us and you want to service them and you want to help them out you never want to say no to anyone and it's yes 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 yes. and you're right it could drive you into the ground
0: yeah and 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 plus you know things were taking longer like our company wasn't necessarily prepared for a pandemic either, or for rates to go yeah, no one lower was. than Yeah, no it's company was. It's not like there's was. a bunch
1: of people sitting on the sidelines ready right. to jump in operationally to right. help all these exactly. that have three times the volume that they have
0: the capacity. Ten for. times the volume that they yeah. have the capacity. And that's in,
1: in our world too. It's not yeah. like, okay, well, hey, you know. So you're
0: disappointing people too, even though you're really not, but people feel like why? You what? feel inefficient because yeah. you're
1: not used to doing things the way you're used to doing it. Um,
0: too much business, not enough time, freaking out. And um, even though you did you did astronomical amount of business, I mean, I mean the company basically doubled last year. Yeah. Um. But so I went into your office th- the day that we talked about this, and you were either going to your physical therapy or you had just gone or something because you had t- sneakers on. I remember, yeah. and you, you always wear dress clothes. <laughs> He's like the only one still. Um. <clears throat> but you everything's repetition with you so like you have to do the same thing every day i wore so.
1: shorts for like two weeks in COVID, and, <laughs> and then, you I'm, and then I'm the only guy with a, with a dry cleaning bill through COVID. yeah
0: he was here by himself in dress clothes um <laughs> <laughs> which is great though i mean yeah, that's just so what you pathetic. do but you were so frustrated because someone had called in and and complained right an agent had called didn't complain because you hadn't returned a phone call fast enough yeah and I'd never seen you so like. First of all, you were kind of aggro. You're like you were going back and forth with the agent, which you've you'll never do via yeah. email, obviously. No, it was on the phone. Okay. Yeah. But you're like, show me the timestamps of yeah. when you called me, and the, and he's like, six twenty one and six twenty two. He's like, or or four twenty one, four twenty 420, whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, you're like, you called back to back within like seconds. Like, and and did you leave a message? No. Well, I have 80 calls an hour. If you don't leave a message, did you send a text? No. And so, anyways, the point of my story is you were so frustrated. Oh, I know what it was. You were going to coach. So, that's why you had your clothes on. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I am so done with, like, not focusing some of my attention on the stuff that I need to be focusing my attention on. Like, I've worked my ass off so much and did so much business and made great money and broke records. But I'm done with that. Like, I need to create more space for myself and my personal life. I need to build a better system, more people to handle more of the stuff that you're doing, that you need to get yourself out of the weeds a little bit and get, you know, elevate yourself to a little bit more of the CEO role because yeah. you are the CEO and the CFO and the COO. And then you have, you know, every, your your team, but you're you might have a COO over here as well with Stacy, but you do her job with her, right? Yeah. And she it's like so you've got yourself in, the guy doing as much business as you, you're you're in the weeds way more than most people. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're like I'm going to coach Brody's football game. And you're like, "You know what I think my passion is? 6-year-old flag football." <laughs> you're like, "I love it. I love coaching It's the kids.
1: I remember I told you, I'm like, in however many years, it's the, it's the first thing that I've found that my brain shuts off from everything else for 90 minutes. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and I, I'm so glad I found it. And I love it because, you know, you grow up on a field, you play sports till you're in your 20s. I love the smell of grass. I love the competition. I love helping people. Um, but, but you're right. When we talk about, I remember that conversation, you know, one thing that came out of last year that I learned is that, you know, one, I need to do a better job of, of, of teaching people. I need to be a leader and help them get better. Um, and if we do that, we'll all do better. If everything's just tied with my ability to do something, then what, who am I helping? I'm not. When I retire, then no one knows what I did because mm-hmm. they, I hadn't taught anyone to do it. Right. 2 I'm only surrounding myself with the people that I would run through walls for and that I, we have this respect, the Frenchies, the builders, the people that we've grown this. Yes. You know what? I'll work my ass. I'd be me at nine o'clock at night. You're going to call me cause you need me. I'm going to answer it. Yeah, that's right. But you know, if you're this agent who's calling me saying, Hey, I think he emailed uh, Karen Bailey at corporate because I hadn't returned a phone call or, or an email from like, 10 30 in the morning and it was one o'clock in the afternoon and I remember I called him and I'm, I'm, I'm very mild mannered. I'm respectful for everyone. I'm accommodative yeah. and I'm usually like, yes, it's it, the yes. first time I and it, see was, fired and up. it was, it was, it was a time when I'm like, you know what? Like there's just, there's no respect in this right now in a your, your emails received, you know, it, it takes some research to respond to in a sense, you know, and saying that you've been calling me and you call my office line twice and you didn't leave a message. Well, how in the hell would I know that you called, you right. know, when odds are, you know, I'm forward facing with clients or I'm, I'm, I'm out with referral partners or I'm talking to clients, you know, and then you clear messages and calls as they come in and you've got a team that kind of helps you with that. And it was such a, it, a yeah, I think it was su- the first time that someone I felt like tried to, you know, poke a hole in that thought process that you yeah. don't work hard. It's right. Really common. It's like, I don't know if you're out playing golf or something, you know, and. And it was everything in me not to respond. In a sense, yeah. you know, with, with vulgar language and stuff, and um, massively
0: yeah. disrespectful in his. It side, was, you know, and it was.
1: It. And when I hung it up, and you would just come into my office, and I'm like, you know what, man? Like, I'm, I'm so glad that I've that I'm going to coach my son right now. Yeah. Because, I need this ninety minute release to you know, to refresh or recharge. Yeah. And then I'm like, and you know what? I feel like I found one of my passions in life. Yeah. Like I look so forward to getting out there and coaching him and being with those kids and helping them out. And it's, and it's an eye-opening experience. It's like, okay, well, you've, you've got to get your life and your work in line and in order because he's six, she's four, and you want to be a part of this moving forward. You have, to, you have to do a better job of training people, teaching people, leading people, helping people surrounding yourself with people that you want to work with and for. And, you know, I feel like we've positioned ourselves to do that. You know, there's, there's some things. And, and to be honest with you, I think in COVID people's respect for just, you know, common courtesy or personal boundaries was thrown out the window. Yeah. It was gone. Yeah. Because everyone's working from home. So eight to five really means like six to two and then take a break for a couple of hours and then they get until nine and 11 o'clock. So, No one's got a problem text messaging you at 9.30 at night. They they just think that it's part of the normal interaction, which is, again, I've been someone who's always been fine with that. Um, But I think that they, you know, people have gotten really frustrated last year. As a a country, we just need to to chill the fuck out and just, okay, everything's opening back up. It's getting there. Let's calm down. Let's treat people with respect. And, you know, and, and when I feel like the respect is gone, you know, I feel like it's my place now to say, hey, no, that's not that's not how you talk to people. That's not how this business goes. That's not how you treat other people, you know, and, and you're wrong in that sense. And I feel like I position myself, you know, from a, just a, a, a respect level and, and where we're at in our business to tell people that. And yeah. a lot of people don't, they shy away from it. Yeah. And And because they don't, it continues to happen. But I think that, you know, we all need to work together, respect each other, know that, every part of all of this is very, very tough, you know? Um,
0: So do you think that you're one of your, one of your biggest weaknesses though, is that you can't let go because of your relationships?
1: Absolutely, because it's, it's, it's my name tied to it at the end, you know? And, and some people's leadership ways are, Hey, well, when they fail, they, they learn, you know, I, I can't, I can't do that because, you know, if, if they fail, I fail, we fail, but not only just I fail, I'm fine if I fail, but I can't fail my, the people that rely on me, right. you know? Um, but I think that's what makes us good at what we do is because, you know, those relationships are so important to me.
0: Yep. And so, so how are you going to get out of your own way then? If you're, if you, if
1: I'm going to, I'm going to get better at the relationships that are important to me and I'm going to, and I'm going to get better at the people that are with me to help, Make sure that we're doing because here's the thing you know, we we had months last, last year where we were, you know, doing 100 loans a month or about to, you know, right. that's just not the norm. So
0: this year already, what is that? I can I hear all of it though. Is that Eric playing his stereo outside? Is it a White oh my gosh, Eric! Kill, cool. <laughs> thanks, Killstrom. <laughs> He's 50, by the way. <laughs> 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 but that is nice base is a great base <laughs> but yeah that,
1: i've got to get better at you know one we have our relationships we want to make yeah. sure that they're they're better and better and, and and it's we're fortunate to have them yeah you know and we do a really good job with them you know i've got to get better personally i need to dive into my leadership skills you know i need my executive coaching i need people helping me out i need to constantly be looking to get better but when you go through last year, you you start to realize some things that you don't want to go through again or ways that you're not going to be treated um, yeah. or things that might try to disrupt, you know, your respect, I think, if you will. And yeah. to me, because it's my name, because it's my mom, because it's my reputation, if you do anything that to me feels disrespectful, I'm going to tell you and I'm not going to I'm not going to deal with it.
0: Yeah. So. Sorry, this, this, this guy's distracting me outside, but so, okay, but you're going to have to figure out like the succession, right? Yeah. So I think one thing that we've done a really good job at is, is having, we have Bree and Chris, you kind of handle a lot of this stuff, right? So <clears throat> bringing in the people that, that your referral partners that love you. Yeah. They have to have the ability to love the people that you love, right? So you've got to be able to figure out who's the next, who's going to be doing, who's running alongside you, or who who are you going to teach to do what you do, and how are you going to be comfortable building those or going and introducing them to Frenchie, basically, and say, hey, this is my, this is the person that's working with me now, or the, I mean, they already know, obviously, Stacey and Sarah, and I know you have a bunch of other people. Um, it's just a matter of like who you're finding that person that you're going to trust enough. Yeah. And that may take time obviously as you, as you're, as you're, yeah, you've got to have a,
1: you gotta have a five and a 10 year vision on that, you know, but you know, my, my thought is, you know, I mean, for the near future, you know, for the next five years, the next three to five years, um, I feel, I feel like my ability <laughs> to, I feel like my ability to do this, uh-huh. you know? is important to the people that need my ability to do it, which is those 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 turned down people, those clients that need, you know, someone to say yes that that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and continue to define a process on my team so that our level of play continues to rise and rise. And I'm very fortunate that, you know, the the level of play on my team is is very, very high. And I think as we continue to, to, to get better at that, you know, there's there's not gonna be a drop off from any transition on the team and when that's the case th- then that's that's your magic you know if my discovery conversations are there and, and we're you know we're, we're kind of deciphering the issues we're kind of playing doctor on this thing but we're doing it as a team together and we know hey here's the baton run with it you've got the play um that you know that's that's a transition if you will you know um it is right now
0: you'll take a loan app. Yeah. Right. You'll structure the loan. You'll calculate the income. You'll not send out the needs list, though, right? Some, no. some I'll,
1: I'll do whatever is needed to kind of, especially last year, a lot of leaders kind of would do whatever is needed to get things through. Yeah. You know, in, I mean, in, in a perfect world, um, when I'm looking at something in an ideal world, I'm looking at something that, that, that the application and paperwork's complete. Yeah. So I can look at it at the high level and say, Okay, what are the issues? How do we fix it? Okay, right. this, is, this is what we're going to do, right. you know? Um, That's the
0: part you like. You, this is like it the, is. It's like you you're know? like fixing a freaking... But I also like
1: looking in people's Ruby eyes street. and having to be like, I will do whatever it takes to get this house. Yeah. And like, you sit across from me and you tell me that and I believe you. Yeah. Even if you're not where you need to be, Right. I'm going to say yes, you know?
0: <laughs> and <laughs> and you'll get them where they need I'll to And I'll get go. them yeah. there, it might take long. It might take I, a while. I
1: think 20 or 30% of the deals that we've closed that have been turned down builder deals have, have people would not touch or take yeah it's been more of a belief in people and when you do that and they know that hey i'm here to support you and there's no one better than my team to help you through this here's what you need to do i believe you could do it you know you told me you'll do anything here's what it takes yeah. and they do it and they perform you know and and those are the kind of people that you know when they cry when they get their keys and they call you back and they thank you right you know or they send you a picture um you know, in their new house, that's the reward, yeah. you know, and, and, um,
0: your it, care factor is so strong that it's just like, the, it's almost like it's your best attribute and my biggest, it's your biggest problem because you pulling away. I mean, you're doing it now, but you're doing it really slowly. Right? right. So you've, you're leaving it f- for four 30 because you got football practice. Right. right? And then it's going to be baseball practice or whatever it's going to be. So you're going to continuously do that sort of stuff because I mean, the, the sad thing is, is I don't, you know, it's like, if you weren't a coach, it's easier not to go to practice. Right. Right? Oh, you know, I'll Bobby there for the games, and, you know, you see people go through that process, but you're a very hands-on father, and, uh, and obviously, passion, or football was your passion. You're coaching with somebody cool, too, and, you, you know, it's cool to experience that thing, so you might have accidentally gotten into this situation where you're we're going okay this is I like this and this is yeah. this is something I really enjoy doing and I'm not going to miss doing that but when you get done with practice and you come home you have dinner and do you go back to work lately <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, well, I mean, you have coming, to though. Coming maybe. out of
1: last year, we had to. We're
0: just so busy; it's it's tough, but
1: it's not the long term. Yeah, it, it can't be. You know, it just, it just yeah. physically can't be at yeah. some point.
0: You're forty, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're still super young, and you, you know, got and, time.
1: And, and again, you know, we worked really hard to get to this position right now. Yeah. You know, it's not the time to, to transition from the position. No. Um, but you know, it, it, I look at if I got to be at my son's practice at four thirty. We all got to be better from eight to four thirty, <laughs>
0: right?
1: You know, yeah. cause we could do it all. Yeah. If, as, as far as I'm concerned, you know, if, if we do our job right Monday through Friday from eight to five
0: mm-hmm.
1: nights and weekends, were available if needed. We shouldn't be doing our job nights and weekends that we should be doing Monday through Friday from eight to five. Yeah. So either we need to hire more people to do the things that aren't the best use of our time, or we need to do a better job at the things we should be doing. And for me, that's what frustrates and drives me. I think is that, you know, if I'm working at something at, at nine o'clock at night. I'm like, why didn't this get done at this time? Always looking for ways to be more efficient, I yeah. think, you know, and that's where, you know, in that transition from from coach to, to or player to coach is important. And that's where I need the most help right now, I think, yeah. is, yeah. you know, again, the guy who would do everything from start to finish to the guy, here's the process, here's what you're responsible for, here's what you are. Guess what? You know, not everything goes through the process. So what yeah. happens when it doesn't there? Can you pivot? Like I pivoted. Yeah. And then teaching people, no learning lesson. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's going to be a slow transition.
0: Yeah. It has to be. Hopefully, um, you know, business stays the way it is. And, you know, and, and, there's even there's, there's a ton of growth happening in this it's, we're we're, we're going to be good for a while right um it's just a matter of like quality of life and, well, and, and deciding when you're driven right.
1: environment that we're going into you're right. going to remove this extraordinary amount of refinance right. business, which frustrated a lot of us just because of the pure volume in it right and that's where the inefficiencies came right. well now we're in a more purchase focus well guess what we just each go through originating you know 80 to 120 loans a month yep.
0: to 50 to 60 Shit, you could do that with your eyes closed. Well, this is where this goes back to Tim when you are saying, and Tim's like, "Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't do that." Y- you're eventually going to have to do that. <laughs> you're going to be like, "Listen, we, I, my people can't be working this much, or or I just yeah. I, I've got to slow it down a little bit." But, and, and that's where it will go.
1: Well, we're 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 selective in the relationships that we take. Yeah, you know, they have to be mutually huge. beneficial. Yep. you know, we want to align with the right people. You yeah, know? and I think we've done a good job of that. You know, I think now it's like we want to perform at the level we're capable of for the people yeah. we've aligned with.
0: So where do you, where are you guys projected to be at the end of the year? If you're staying at the same pace,
1: you know, I mean, we're going to, it nice to be around that 200 million Mark. Um, again, you know, with a higher percentage in purchase, um, you know, I, I think that it'll probably tailor off some just with the market and inventory yeah. where it's at. And, and even builders are on lot release right now. So, um, I could see it maybe dropping down into that 150 or 160 range, yeah. you know, but, but again, I'm not the guy that's like, I want to do 500 million or a billion or look at some of the things these people do or be responsible for this, like extraordinary territory yeah. of people that I'm responsible for. Cause I want the association of the business that I do tied to my name to be good. Yeah. I know it can't be good when it's spread that thin, yeah. you know, but I think that it could be very, very strong, you know, in that, in that range at that level.
0: Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I think this went better than the first one.
1: I just want to do more than Stuart. That's <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> Stuart and Ryan. By the way, that's Stuart what that and Ryan. means. Sure. Um, so, Trisha, you have any? Uh, we did the uh, rapid fire questions last time. Do you remember those? You remember? What was, you remember doing them at least? I I'm, remember doing them. Okay, okay you're. I think you're blacked out at that point. Might have been. Um, but uh, we just want to do these real quick rapid fire questions to kind of wind it down a little bit. But before we do that. Dude, um, I think that the it's 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 super cool that we got to do this again because I I we didn't like it the first one we talked about that before like and and I was we were still trying to figure it out yeah but um we talked so much about the business and we talked a lot about it, about it today as well but like I think the evolution of seeing of you make that change that day and being there for that that change that day was super cool so it was like the perfect kind of storm and the fact that we could just go you know what dude we can redo this yeah and it's going to be way better well, i'm better you're better she's better he's always been good well, you um, through
1: you know the b- before the end of 2020 to now you know a lot of people look back on that a lot of people experience similar things that i did
0: oh for you know, sure
1: a ton of people did so moments of exhaustion there yeah that, your mindset's a lot different now than it, yeah. than it was, and not just our industry. Right when like, you're in the middle, yeah. Of, yeah, a lot of industries. But yeah. when you're in the middle of it, yeah, you know that's not what you're thinking of. Yeah. You know, when you're kind of out of it, you're just like, "Holy shit!"
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. You know. All right, Trish, fire away. All right. This is one that I asked you last time. Or that Ryan asked you last time? But I like. Can ear. you hear? I'm ask you okay. One. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
1: I'd be a PE teacher and a coach, man.
0: Is that what he said last that's time? That's he said last time. PE teacher and Still coach. there. <laughs> now it's even stronger. <laughs> <laughs> You're, You're halfway there, dude.
1: I've <laughs> got my whistle already. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: If you could be an animal, what would it be? Ooh. I say cheetah for my son. It's like his favorite animal. It's super fast.
0: Yeah. Is your son fast like you were? He is. Is he? You
1: know what's funny, though? He runs on his toes like me, uh,
0: which is like build almost, those calves.
1: It's almost uncomfortable because, like, even Lindsay will make fun of me. Like my, yeah. my high school football team called me princess because I run on my toes, but I run fast. Um, <laughs> he just runs on his toes. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's so cute when he runs on his toes." And Lindsay's like, "He runs like Austin, <laughs> but he's super fast." Yeah, that's awesome. All right, one more. What is something that you can't do? Can't do. I can't sing as much as I would love to because I had identity issues in high school and I thought I was a R&B singer. Um, I can't sing. Which fun, this is, here's shit. a fun
0: fact about Austin. He knows more about 90s R&B. But not, I don't mean like R. Kelly. I mean like, well, maybe kind of like R. Kelly. No, but I mean like, Maxwell like Maxwell Michael. and... and uh, Sade and yeah. Babyface, John B, Joe. John B, Joe. <laughs> ba- yeah, <laughs> it was Babyface. so good. Oh, uh, Maxwell would be great. So
1: okay,
0: well, so Maxwell is also one of my favorites too, which is super weird for two for us both. To, you know, for both of us to like Maxwell because everybody in here would be like, "What the hell?" But uh, you have a favorite song because of was it? Does it have anything to do with your wedding? I can't it was remember. my wedding song. Okay, that's right.
1: So, yeah, we, this is a good one. Um,
0: <laughs> For people that don't know Maxwell, by the way, he was actually Sade, Sade's backup singer. Oh, is Still he? is right now. It's his day. But Urban Suite Hangout.
1: Did you go to the concert when he was here?
0: No, oh, you so, did, though.
1: Yes, I did. I had a suite. I know. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know why I didn't go. So when the best albums. Of all we
1: been. were picking songs and I'm like, this is like, that's like my perfect moment. You know, the first dance song at your wedding, I'm going to pick like the best R and B 90s song. And I was like, Oh my God, I love this song. It's great. Cause I'm like, yeah, again, I, I know every one of them by heart, it seems. And um, so I picked Maxwell Lifetime. Cause I'm like, yeah, it sounds appropriate. It's a good dance song. It's lifetime, we're getting married. And so we do our first dance and um, you know, Lindsay went along with it. And so we go to the concert like, two or three years ago. And uh, I'm like, God, I can't wait until he plays Lifetime. I can hear it live, you know. And he gets on the stage and he goes, this next song was written about the uh, uh, <laughs> the unjust incarceration of African-American women all over the United States. And I'm like, wait a second. I know this background beat. And he plays <laughs> Lifetime. And I'm like, it. Sorry, honey. (laughs) I guess that's a sign of like your life with me, I guess. (laughs) It's an incarceration. I'm like, what the fuck? How did I I get that so wrong? (laughs)
0: Oh, man, that is so good. That was my first day. That was so good. All right, so that's (laughs) going to wrap it up. (laughs) Thanks again to VIP for hosting us here, letting us do this. We're we're evolving. We've got a table now. Got a nice little uh, shelving unit over there. Got rid of the other thing that we had. We're going to hang some uh, curtains up in here, too, and and get a better table. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks, Trish, for everything you're doing to help with the podcast yes, and social media. Um, And sorry that we don't have, uh, I can't say my nephew anymore, so it's not a family affair. But uh, we have his best friend that looks just like him, his doppelganger. What's his first name? Story? What story? Dylan story. Dylan story. Remember, he's like a, it's like a name from Greece. From I'm yeah. sorry, not from Greece, from greasers. <laughs> <laughs> Soda pop. Dylan story. <laughs> pony boy. Um, so, um, anyways, everybody, please. The only way this is uh, continuing, gonna gonna continue to work, um, is we need people to like and subscribe us on on YouTube. Uh, go to our Instagram page, Real Talk with Ryan Madrid. Facebook as well. Um, the more activity we have, obviously, the the better it'll be. And uh, we need to get up to 10,000 people subscribed so we can start uh, doing some ads and stuff so we can get more people to watch these. But for now, thank you for everybody who has watched. We get a lot of great feedback. Um, and, uh, you know, moving forward, it's pretty awesome. I just want you to sh- show you this real quick. It keeps popping in my hand. You know who that is?
1: Who is that? Is that Silent Bob?
0: No. It's somebody we know jay it's kent
1: oh my god it is kent. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> shit
0: <laughs> he made pictures stickers of himself dressed as a cowboy and this pen
1: mindset just
0: just pops up everywhere I, I don't even know just like i'll end up in my office an hour later and this will be there but i left it here it's i don't know i just always end up with this damn god. sticker here you go kent thanks for the that's for the who pant. i need to coach me on leadership, <laughs> man. yeah and just life in general kent, he's good at life kent he's good at buying Mike. cool stuff yeah all right, so anyways, that wraps it up. Thanks again. And uh, yeah, there we go. That's fun. Take two. Take two. Yep. Real Talk is brought to you by Zunami. We all know that we should be doing more videos than we are doing. And one of the hesitations for myself is that I don't feel like I do a very good job filming them. Um, I get nervous about the way they're going to look. And I'm pretty sure that most people, people feel the same way as I do. So, Zunami is a product that will allow you to film your own videos and you can send those videos via uh, via the app that you can download on the App Store. And they will make the video look professional because it is done by a professional editing team. So, you want a header, you want a footer, you want to just look better in general. Um, and for the cost, it's, it's unbelievably inexpensive. So. If you're looking for video help, this is the best way to go about doing it, Um, especially if you want to film videos on your phone like we all should. So it's Zunami with an X and that's it.